rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right. First things first. How was Sunday? How was Sunday? I was particularly blessed on Sunday. And many of you... uh, Many of you have posted and shared how blessed you were. To be honest, at some point in the first service, I was a little concerned. I was wondering, are you really getting this message? But then people started telling me later that you guys felt it was very deep and very uh, instructive and maybe even provocative at some point. So tell me, how was it? How was it? How was it? How was it? (laughs) How was Worship first. First things first. Worship first. How was that? You can just drop that. Okay, Covenant is dropping. Thank you to those who are sending me hugs. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. I'm sort of like waiting for the comments. I can't okay. see. Thank you. So those who are sending me hugs, I appreciate it. Okay, I don't want to believe that people have forgotten what we preached on Sunday. That's like just two days ago. So, all right. So, Google said it's opened my mind. P. Alter said it was the review in the service team for me. So many things shared by so many people. Yes, I actually wish that was captured for me. I would really love to see that. But I hear it was very good. Mo said it was amazing. As a kind, awesome, most as powerful. I got new understanding of worship. Mr. Ochi said, enlightening, had a lot of aha moments. Um, GB says, very explanatory. Of course, you're a teacher, so you love that explanatory part. Um, P. Lan says, Sunday was a new level, thought provoking and revelatory, as the lyricist that P. Lan is. (laughs) Sunday, please, who is a fixed Nigeria? Just honor us, I mean, grant us the pleasure of knowing your name, the one that you were given by parents on naming ceremony day i see worship from a different perspective now worship is not about my confidence but about his pleasure absolutely absolutely and and um it, it has ramifications around almost everything all right we're gonna go deeper today i'm gonna pick up from where we stopped i'll pick up from where we stopped right and from where we stopped i will navigate into um those five things i gave you as five ways to worship five practical ways and then i'll go into we'll go into the prayer pattern or the prayer habits or the prayer custom of jesus uh prayer custom of jesus father we thank you for the veracity and the authority of your word we thank you because you are here in this room and you are with everyone connected to this call you are so pervasive you are so influential you are so present a very present help in time of trouble thank you god that regardless of those who might be feeling weary or maybe disconnected or disenfranchised or even enchanted by life 
or those who are in between distractions. I thank you, God, because you're stretching your hands and your mighty fingers and you're hugging everyone now. You're reaching out to everyone now. You are reeling us in. You are causing us to be in tune, in sync, in harmony, in synchronicity with your divine agenda. Thank you for pouring oil upon our hearts, for healing wounds and hurts, for bringing fresh water out of our, our bellies, for bringing inspiration through the teachings and that this night we're enriched enriched with oil enriched with grace not only with sound bites and rhymes and rhythmical revelation but we are immersed in the pool of your presence that all of us will know that our prayer lives have been forever changed in the name of Jesus Lord I ask for a fresh anointing for prayer a fresh anointing for prayer to grip every heart, to grip every soul, and to transport us to new realms of glory in the name of Jesus. Father, for those of us who feel like we're working under the old anointing or the anointing of 2022, who have not felt the freshness yet, Lord, I ask that every yoke, barrier, every limitation, everything that is impervious is completely broken, shattered, scattered, removed, that there is the fresh wave of glory even now. Even now, even now, with signs, wonders, and miracles. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Uh, uh, we're going to pick a couple of verses. Uh, you know how we do. Wednesdays have their own flavor. We have a bit more time. And I will love all my online scholars to help me with the scriptures. Now, when we go to Genesis 22, we're going to see verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. I want you to please understand something. This first verse alone is loaded with life and power. Now it came to pass. Now it came to pass. Now it came to pass. After these things that God tested Abraham. Now, when do you write a test? Now, of course, all of us went to different kinds of schools. Some of us went to technical colleges, uh, universities, uh, college of education, and all of that. But everything, or rather one thing that every school had in common was a test. You can't go to a school and graduate without a test, without an assessment, without some kind of examination. Now, the Bible says that God tested Abraham. That means that Abraham had been in a school. Abraham had been in a classroom. Now, Abraham was not a fish, but he had been in a school. Actually, we are fishers of men, so all believers are fish. So Abraham was fish in the old school. Debbie. <laughs> right? But you get what I'm saying, school of fish. But he was in a school. And I just want to say something to somebody that last year was a school for somebody. 2022 was a school. Some of the challenges you had were God's way of schooling you schooling you, preparing you. Some of you went to the school of management where with a salary of 60,000 Naira, you had to take care of yourself, take care of your parents, take care of your younger brother, and you're wondering how did you even do it? Some of us were in the school of singleness. God wanted to give you the opportunity to find yourself outside of the context 
of a relationship. Because for years in your life, you have defined your worth based on how many whistles you got at the party, how many people cast glances at you, or actually analyze the entire anatomy from the top of the highest strand of hair on your head to the lowest part of the smallest toe on your body. You used to assess yourself based on how many compliments you got, and then God took you through school. Is there anybody who's honest enough to say I was schooled last year or I've been schooled for some seasons now? I've been schooled. Anybody like that? Some of you were schooled. You are put in an organization where for the first time you had a boss that did not like you. For the first time, you had colleagues that did not get you. All your life, you were the star boy. You were the sun girl. I'm not talking about page three girl on the sun. You are the sun girl. You are the sunflower, right? Even though, even though you were also eating the bread of life. But, but all of a sudden, you found yourself under circumstances that were strange. And I wanted to see it as a school because for some of us, we went to one school, you got into GS1, and that was the school you were in throughout. Others got on primary one, you were in school throughout. But there were other people, your dad was a business person or a military man or maybe a pastor, and they kept posting in like a letter here, there, and everywhere. And all of a sudden, you had to change school every other term. Is there anybody who was like that? You had to change school almost every term. You moved from Jeliosim International uh, Grammar School, Jigs, where the, you were jigging, 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 right? But the Jigs were not jigging. Jigs. And then you went to Abulioja uh, Nursery School from primary school. How did you go to that? You get the point, right? And, and what you notice every time you step into a school, you have to make adjustments. The familiar becomes unfamiliar. The friends you had, they didn't follow you to that school. Anybody here, come on, talk to me tonight. Talk to me. I'm loving the energy on YouTube. I need more energy on Zoom, right? You have to make adjustments. What you do is that you adjust yourself. You don't adjust the school. And in the school of faith, many of us are trying to adjust the school. No, the school, we are placed in the school so that the school can adjust something in us. We are not going to go there and go and change the principle. We're not going to go there and you get in this. You get into that place, you're not going to change the principle. You're not going to alter the principles because there is a work God wants to do in you. The moment God said to Abraham, Abraham said, here I am. I am in school. Somebody say, I'm in school. I'm in school. Somebody didn't know that you could graduate into new levels of patience. You haven't gotten the degree of testimony yet, but you have got the certificate of approval. You have gotten the statement of results of acceptance. You have gotten the report card of you are doing well. You have gotten a pat on your back. Can I just encourage somebody? You haven't gotten the valid service, the valedictory speech, but you are, you are, you are, you're crossing the Rubicon. You are stepping beyond the things that the enemy locked you in before. Somebody say, I'm in school. Some of you have been waiting for a long time, waiting for a marriage, waiting for a baby, waiting for a house, waiting for the first million that everybody was shouting about and many of us have stepped into and some of us tens of millions. 
You are still waiting for your own. Can I tell you something? You are in school. Stay in your classroom at the right time. You're going to hear the ding-dong of the bell. The invigilator is going to come in with a freshly printed question paper. So take this time to keep studying because the test is about to come. You're focused on the promotion. God is focused on your preparation. You are focused on your promotion. God is focused on your preparation. Can I talk right now? Study while waiting. And you know, eventually get into the school, then you have to wait all the way till the end of the term or to a certain time of the term, the midterm, the half term, quarter term, whatever you call it in your own school. But notice that even when you're on the brink of promotion and the vigilator is sharing the scripts, have you noticed that not everybody gets their scripts at the same time? It's only in the school of faith that when we see somebody who has graduated to a new level of visibility, we are wishing we had done the same. Whereas not even all our test papers are served at the same time. Oh, my word now. Oh, my word now. Some of us were tested with fierce trials. Some of us were tested by, with, with the loss of things. Some of us, the enemy tempted us, but God was looking at our character. Are, are we here now? You're in school. Because the Bible says after these things that God tested Abraham. God tested him. He tested him. Why do you test something? Now, if you are the manufacturer of something, you don't test that thing to disgrace the thing. You test that thing to prove to naysayers and skeptics that what you say that thing is, it really is. Come on now. Have you gone to Yaba? Uh, Yaba, yeah, it's Yaba now. That place, like when they are selling uh, the fabric, or maybe at some other market, a Swani market or whatever, mile two or somewhere, but they're selling fabric. And then the inner man, uh, bros, this uh, material, you know, that, yeah, you know, that, yeah, they'll now bring that thing. They'll be structuring it like this. They'll do it like this. They'll do it like this. They'll twist it. They'll say it doesn't wrinkle. Uh, is anybody hearing that? When they are testing, they are trying to convince you. <laughs> I know, right? It sounded like Igbo, Igbo, Hausa, Hausa, Igbo. Right? right? They are trying to convince you. They are trying to convince you that the material is made of the same, made of the same material that they're claiming is for. When God tests you, he's not trying to get people to detest you. Ah! <laughs> He's not trying to get the world to detest you, right? He's not trying to get uh, the people that are supposed to help you to be in a contest with you. God is trying to test you, watch this, so that he can testify with you. So he can testify. Now, like verify, you know verify is from very, verily, verily. That means that this thing is very true. So test is also the root for testify. Now, everybody wants to testify, but nobody wants to test. <laughs> God has your testimony on the back of the testimony. Are you here now? God wants to testify, just like the Igbo, Igbo guy, uh, Igbo brothers, uh, market or some other market, selling the jeans. And they are saying this thing will not tear for the next 20 years. Come on now. Come on now. Can we talk? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somebody says, this test is very hard. This test is very hard. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that the better the school, the tougher the test? So if you want to go to Abule Muraleru Primary School, the test is not very hard. In fact, they will be begging you to come to the school. 
They can even help you pass the exam because they're looking, what they're looking for, they're looking for your money, for your school fees or to fill the spaces. But if you want to go to MIT or you want to go to Caltech or University of Pennsylvania or you want to go to uh, Oxford or Cambridge, right? You want to go to those universities or universities that some of you here are going to build in the metaverse, right? It's going to be a tough test. So why is the test so hard? Because you're not going to Mugwero School. <laughs> if it's a Mugwero School, God won't bother waiting for you to do all of that over here. Now, what has this got to do? What has this got to do with prayer? The word says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, once God said to him, Abraham, come on now, come on now, come on now. God said to him, Abraham, I want to show you something that will, that will, that will shock you. Hmm? He said to him, Abraham, once, he does not call him twice in verse 1. He says to him, Abraham, once. In other words, Abraham was so in tune with the voice of his teacher, with the voice of his principal, that the principal didn't need to call him twice. <laughs> he was so used to the voice, not familiar with it, but he was in tune with it. When I say familiar, that cannot reduce the value of the voice. Are we here now? He said, my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice, the voice of a stranger that will not follow. So he had heard the voice. When you are a good student, do you know one of the things that will happen? When you're writing that test, do you know you'll be hearing the voice of your lecturer? Are you here? You'll be hearing the voice of your lecturer. Did it ever happen to you? Some of you can still hear the voice of your chemistry teacher right now. Either for good or for evil. So when I say evil, like whether you like the person or I didn't like the person. Whether you pass the course or you failed the first time. I mean, you graduated, glory to God. Some of you can still hear the voice of Uncle Yoruba, anti-chemistry, brother religion. You can hear the voice. I don't know where Walls went to that school where they used to call the names of certain lecturers by their courses. Right? You can still hear the voice. I remember my chemistry teacher, my chemistry teacher uh, in SS1. His name was... <laughs> His name, his name was Mr. Ajayi. So they started calling him Ajayi, Ajayi. And the, the guy, it was a chemistry teacher, but he had a drinking problem. And you know, when he started with chemistry, he started with ethanol, right? From which you have alcohol, ethanol, right? And so you have, I think the C2H5. Someone's uh, microphone is on. Please, guys. Ensure that people don't miss out on this. Is it getting good already? So this guy, all right, Mr. Ajayi, Mr. Ajayi used to drink a, a lot of uh, ethanol, uh, alcohol, actually. So CH, right? C, C3H8O. No, C3H8OH, right? So help me. Okay, now, no ethanol, so there's methanol, there's ethanol, uh, and all the other no's, and shakmanol, C2H6OH. 
So which one? No, it can't be H6 now. Is it C2, H5, or H? Someone confirm for me. Anyway, so the guy now says, is H6? H6 is, is not O. It has to be OH at the end, though. That's the all there. Anyway, we get, we're going to get Somebody's going to post right there. Now, the guy one day comes to class, and I saw, I said, sir, why? Of course, TPC and all of that. Why? 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 <laughs> why do many alcoholic drinks only have 15% of ethanol? <laughs> and people were like, oh, God, do you want this thing to have more than 15%? Right, so I can still hear some of those experiences or hear exactly C2HI. We should clap for me inside this world, clap for me inside this world. C2H5OH, isn't that the right thing? Yeah, I've not been to any lab in over 20 years. Well, over 20, yeah, I guess no, less than 20 years. Now, anyway, but this is the point. You can hear those voices. And so one of the ways you answer the questions when they set the exams is that you're hearing the voice. You're hearing the voice. You're hearing the voice. Are we here now? So here is the deal. The deal is prayer. Eh? Many times I say, pray. Pray for this one. Pray. So a lot of us use prayer. Watch this for acquisition. A lot of us use prayer for intervention. But in this passage, we see that prayer had gone in for preparation. If all of us will make one shift, thank you for all the accolades and the clap. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said I said six to H five O H. At least I remember that one. All right. But but you remember this in this text. If you can make a shift, that I don't pray just to acquire. I don't pray just for God to intervene, but I pray for preparation. I pray to tune my spirit. I pray to sharpen my spiritual intelligence. I pray to prepare to be a father of nations. I pray so that I don't enter into temptation. I pray so that the temptation meets a prayed up version of me. Are we here now? I pray so that when the nations come, they don't crush me and I become a forgotten aspect of history in a moment. Because the only way, the only way the students could recognize the voice of the teacher without saying, Eskisa, is that an angel or a demon? Is that a spirit or a wind? Is that the breeze of or Sarah's mother? Is it this one? He, he said, here I am. Somebody say, here I am. Because one of the major delays many of us have had in our lives is that inability to discern the voice of God. But it's difficult to discern the voice of someone you don't spend time with. So many of us are not as confident, are not as bold, are not as courageous, are not as offensive as we ought to be as militants in the realm of the spirit because we, when we hear Abraham, we're like, eh, 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 Abraham, eh, eh, Abraham, eh, 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 Abraham. We're not sure. We're not sure. 
Receive sensitivity on another level. Receive the grace to discern. Receive sharpness in your spiritual intelligence. Receive capacity in the name of Jesus. I hope somebody is helping us extract the points. L and T. This key points, this nuggets, this sound bites. These are powerful ones. Right? So let's see prayer as preparation. We see that everybody that God uses in the Bible, he starts by introducing them into prayer. And oftentimes, it was God that initiated the exchange. Jeremiah, what do you see? Isaiah, in the year that I saw the Lord. Hmm? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord highly lifted. The train of Israel filled the temple. And then he begins to speak about the seraphim that he saw and how the two coals of fire and the purged him. Preparation. Abraham, the father of faith, communion and conversation with God, building altars, preparation for the work to come. Uh, Paul said, I did not immediately confer flesh and blood, but I went to the wilderness of Arabia. It was there for years. Preparation. Jesus entered into the school of prayer. Please listen to this. You need to enter into the school of prayer before you stand on the stage of performance. You need to enter into the school of prayer before you enter. So you step onto the stage of performance or the stage of purpose. It's important. And every new season will call for a new consecration to prayer. And your prayer patterns will be altered over time. Right? There might be stages of your life where you can get away with the 5 minutes, 10 minutes, the 15 minutes. But you get to another stage in your life where you cannot survive on that. Why? Because a lot is pulling on your emotional resources, your mental resources, your financial resources, your social resources. And so you are giving off more spiritual substance than you can even uh, afford to. Are we here? So prayer, some of the type prayer is preparation. It's not just for acquisition. It's for that. It's not just for intervention. It's for that. It's not just for inspiration. It's for that. But it is primarily preparation. God prepares my heart through prayer. God prepares my life through prayer. God, that's why sometimes you don't know why you need to pray because everything is good, but you feel it prompted to pray. The Holy Spirit wakes you up at night or wakes you up or you go to the toilet and you can't sleep. And then instead of you praying, you're pressing phone. You're pressing phone. You're pressing phone. Tag somebody, say, stop pressing phone. Pray, pray, pray. Mm-hmm. It's preparation. Preparation. Look at what Jesus said. So the priest of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. Why does he have nothing in me? Because every time he comes, it needs a prayed up version of me. Are we here now? That's important. Yeah? It prepares you for promotion, prepares you for temptation, it prepares you against procrastination, right? It prepares you against contamination, prepares you against damnation. It's it's think about prayer as preparation. And if you're like, okay, it doesn't prepare that, it prepares you for it prepares you for the kingdom of God, the full manifestation of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here in us in the virtual form, in the spiritual form. But one day, the material equivalent of that kingdom will manifest on the earth. 
to manifest on the earth and you have to be prepared. Okay? Uh, let, me, let me drop this. I don't want to deal with eschatology tonight. I'm loving the energy on YouTube and I'm seeing more energy on Zoom now. Bless you guys. I've taught this before, but let me, I might explain a little bit. He said, every man's work should be tested by fire. And if any man's work does not survive the fire, it shall be burnt up. Okay? Which fire will God use to test man's work? He will use the fire of himself to test man's work. As a matter of fact, the people who are going to be consumed in hell, right? It is the, the blast of God's nostril, the exhalation of his person. Now, why, why will believers not be consumed by that? Believers not be consumed by that because they are made of the same fire that God is going to use to test them and other be- and unbelievers. Unbelievers don't have the nature of God. Therefore, when the fire of God comes upon them, it destroys. We have the nature of God. Therefore, when the fire of God comes upon us, it does not destroy us because we are made of the same fire. So the Lord is a consuming fire. And then it said he makes his angels wings and his ministers a flame of fire. So the more I expose myself to the fire of God in this age, the better I am prepared to accommodate his glory in the age to come. I don't want to go deeper than that, but I hope somebody understands what I just said. If you get it, I get it. I get it, get it. I get it, get it. I get, 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 get. All right. So every patriarch in the Bible, every matriarch, we see the pattern of prayer, or at least preparation. And so prayer is essentially preparation. Now watch this. Verse 1, it came to pass, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, once! And he said, here I am. Follow. I hope this is going to bless you. I'm having goosebumps right now. Watch this, is so good. Go all the way to verse 11. Ten verses later, uh, well, let me take from verse 9 for context. Then they came to the place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood, verse 10. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said what? And said what? And said what? Twice, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. Why did he have to call him twice? Because God was like, Abraham, Abraham, Najoko, Abraham, Abraham, Najoko. In other words, Abraham could hear his word, the voice of God, just once. But whenever he heard the voice, don't forget what the psalmist said. Once has it been said, twice have I heard. Which means that those who are sold out to God, they will hear an instruction once, but they will double up on it. So if the voice didn't come twice, Abraham would have slashed that boy. In other words, God will say, somebody cannot play with you. Wait now, wait now. In other words, he was so sold out that if you give me a test paper, I will ask for extra sheets. Come on now, come on now, come on now. If you set an exam for, for me, God, I will, be, I will pass it so much, I will impress you. Is that if a man say, walk a mile with you, go two. If a man says, give me a coat, I'll give you two. Are we here now? Because prayer makes you sold out to God. That when God asks you to do something that 
is uncomfortable based on your human frailties and the concept of your life, you are so sold out to God <laughs> that God has to call you twice to get you to stop. Somebody write on this in prayer. Write on this in prayer. Say, Lord, I receive fresh fire for prayer this year in the name of Jesus. I receive an immersion in the pool of your prince. I receive manekro salieta. I see God pouring oil upon our spirits. I see refreshing. I see somebody feeling that God thing and quote feeling that God thing again. I see somebody pressing in do you feel the waves of god do you sense the waves of god's glory do you feel the the russian wind and the flames of your spirit thank you holy ghost thank you holy ghost Thank you, Father. So prayer, prayer, prayer. Now, the other thing we're going to see, I, I, I still sense that God wants us to pray. Somebody, you've not been able to pray for the last two weeks. You've not, you've tried, but you've not been able to pray. God says that thing is over now. There's a release of grace on your prayer altar. There's a release of fire on your prayer altar. You are Neko Apiranasia. If I'm that person, I see you with a pen. And I see you have a prayer book or a journal, a notepad or something like that. I see two in my spirit. I'm seeing the, th the third one. The first one is like a pink notepad that you have, like leather kind of stuff. The other one is like a beige kind of color. Then there's another one that is a flowery one. So God, I think God is dealing with either three people or two people who have a combination of those things. God, this is just to confirm. God is saying, if you're one of those people, let me know in the comments. God is saying fresh grace for prayer has been released, particularly to those people, to everybody. But that person needed to be, to be called out as in God wanted you to know that he sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tera Habasa. You will pray, you will connect, you will communicate, you will be intimate with God. So God called to him, do not lay your hand on the lad or, or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Don't let me get into the theology of that. It's going to take me in a different direction. But let, let's go there. Then verse 13. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And behind him, there behind him, was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. <clears throat> so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering 
instead of his son. And we see so many pictures there. We see substitution in that place. The son was supposed to die. A ram was provided. We were supposed to die. Christ was provided. <laughs> Isaac was surrendered as the son. His father laid him down on the rock. Jesus was surrendered as the son. His father laid him down on the rock of Golgotha. Are we here? Nails, metals were driven to the hands of Jesus. The father here, the Abraham, was about to lift another metal to slay the boy. Are you here? The provision was made. The provision was made before Isaac got there. The Lamb of God was slain before we got into the world. Are we getting this now? I, I could go on and on and on, but let me move so that we can progress. And then it calls it Jehovah But see this. Every other thing we have seen here, everything we've seen here was about speaking. We'll talk about say on Sunday. Don't miss Sundays. Go bless your lives massively. was about speaking. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham spoke to God. Uh, Abraham spoke to his servants. Isaac spoke to Abraham. Then the angel on God's behalf spoke to Abraham. It was all about speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking. And then eventually... After the conversation was complete, do you know what happened? The Bible then says, the Bible then says, verse 13, Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by the horns. Because, because, because when our sounds and our speeches have matured, then our sights, our sights, the things we want to sight, will show up. So prayer, we start from the premise of conversation. 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 We don't pray what we see. We'll pray what he says. We don't pray what we see. We pray what it says. Uh, let me let me invite somebody a little bit. Let me invite somebody a little bit. I won't go too deep for time's sake. But let me just throw this there. Some of you are already on that verge or you're already expressed or maybe you've expressed it but you didn't know. Some of you, you have certain problems in your life by problems, challenges, difficulties, stressors in your life. Stressors. But you don't even pray about it. Not because you're careless, but because you're praying about other things. And it's not a function of carelessness or immaturity. There's a level of maturity in God where you don't even present some of your needs because there are weightier matters you are presenting before God. Who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> in Kulabaya. Just like some of you, especially found people, many of you know that now, that you might have needs in your life, but you are not buying those things that you have as needs because you're taking care of other people. And that's a level of maturity and spiritually as well that there are some needs you're not even presenting, not because you don't believe God, but because you know, according to the kingdom scale of preference, that the Father's heart and desires are set on other things. <laughs> I wish I could go all the way and show you a couple of things. You know, I think it was uh, someone I'm going to find, was it Rachel? I think it was Rebecca that said, give me a child or else I, I'll die. But when you look at the, the life of Abraham, 
You're going to see that it's God that makes the promise to Abraham. It's God that confirms the promise to Abraham. It's God, it's God, it's God, it's God that's coming. And watch this. When God is about to do something on earth, when God is about to do something on earth, he said, how can I do this thing except I tell Abraham my friend? The absence of a child or a job or a car or a phone or a passport or a jackpot plan does not mean you are not in God's good books. Does not mean you are not God's friends. You cannot rank your spirituality on the premise of materialism. You cannot qualify your depth in God by analyzing what you have or what you think you lack. When God was going to declare something, he went to somebody that did not have what everybody thought he should have by now. By now, you should have a child. By now, you should be married. By now, you should, you should have a, three acres of land. By now, you should be driving SUV, flying private. By now, by now, by now. But the heart of Abraham was set on his lecturer. Because when I pass my course, I will graduate. Come on now. When I pass my course, I will graduate. Is somebody here now. Hola, Guvalasia. Simadas. Thank you, Mr. Solomon. Richard said it. Yeah. Uh, Genesis 30. Are we here? This is important. And all of us are in different places in our lives. All of us have at least one thing which we think by now we should have done. We should have achieved. We should have accomplished. We should have grown into. But prayer is preparation. Now, when you go further along, you know what God then says? God says, this Abraham, oh, let me look at it. Let me tell you guys this. I will show you now. My devices are acting very, very interesting. It is well. Genesis 19. It's not even now changing again. Behave thyself in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I want to show you something. Uh, okay, maybe I think you'll see something. Let me show you what. Is somebody getting something? Is somebody getting something? I apologize. Kabuzalia Tamasi and Tabasi and Tabaku Shirahatasas. Sorry, what's going on is my device is hanging and then the uh the network has gone off on that on device. So I have three devices here, but the one I'm trying to use for the reference. All right. Now, let me, I'll show you something now. Genesis. Okay. It seems to be responding now. Thank you. Beautiful. Genesis 18 and verse 19. You know what? No, let's, let's take it from verse 16. Verse 16. Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom. Who were the men? The men that appeared to, um, that came to Abraham. They were walking past, actually, and Abraham entertained them. 
right? So bad behavior, please let me say this soon. Bad behavior can bring delays to prophecies. Bad behavior can bring delays to prophecies. Don't let me unpack it, but long story, Genesis 18, God is going. God is not going to Abraham's house. Huh? He's not going there. Verse 1, the Lord appeared to him by the turban trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tender in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, watch this, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, how will I explain this now without overteaching? The Lord appeared to him. So he had an apparition, most likely a dream or a vision. Most likely a dream or a vision because the Bible says that it was sitting in the tent in the heat of the day, which was a cultural norm. And then, this is the way you will know, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and saw three men. Hmm? Most likely a theophonic manifestation. That means his eyes were not lifted up before he saw the men. He saw God before he saw the men. Listen, when God appears to you concerning something, the next thing you will see will be men. And then what God said to you, what will determine whether it will appear, is how you treat the men that have shown up after your supposed appearance of uh, apparition with God. Does that make sense? <laughs> so there are people that they say, I'm very spiritual, but then they mistreat men. When God gives you a revelation, he will test you with men to see whether you're ready to be a custodian of the physical equivalent of the revelation he gave you. So he lifted his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing by him. I thought it was God. Now he could have just said, well, this man, forget it. Me, I only look at God. Looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jehovah. The other, he will test you with men. So he lifted his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the sea. There are men, let me leave it. Let me just leave it because if I get here, I won't leave. He saw three men. Where were they? Standing by him. Then he saw them. Then he ran from the tent to meet them. I thought they were standing by him. Go and unpack that in your sacred place. We'll discuss later. And bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I found people on your side, do not pass on your servant. Do not pass on your servant, which means they were moving away. Please let a little water be brought and water and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by and as much as you have come to your servant, and all of that, and all of that. When you go to verse 16, so these are the men that rose, looked towards Sodom. Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Let me just, let me encourage somebody with this. I'm looking for the easiest way to, um, to collapse it. Because I know I'm opening up a lot of stuff. I do that a lot on Wednesdays. Because I also want, I want to be thirsty. I want to study. But let me simplify. God will never do anything against you. God will not do anything against you. I am for you. Yea, I am with you always till the end of the age. 
I'm the sage that will never renege. I'm with you till the end of the age. Come on, don't get me rapid. Right? Now, what God said is, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall, look at that. Abraham shall surely, surely, he shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Why? For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Now, God, you are saying to me, I'll have a child next year. Huh? But you are going to Solomon Gomorrah. What's that nonsense? What is it all about? What is this all about? What's it all about? You know what it's all about? The systems of God, the structures of God, the calendar of God, the timing of God. You wonder, what has destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? What does it have to do? What does it have to do with what God wants to do in Abraham's life? It has everything to do. Because Abraham, even though I'm not doing it for you, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it with you in mind. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, watch this, was that I am a God, is, a, is, a, is the indication that I am a God, watch this, not only of righteousness, but of justice. Because that's the foundation of my throne. Abraham, what I'm trying to do with you, I'm trying to make you one of the foundational human components of a new generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. But the foundation of my throne are built or is built with righteousness and justice. In you, righteousness will be brought forth. The righteousness, my righteous seed. But the sign of that seed is your own natural seed. That's Isaac. Laughter. But it's not just righteousness, it's justice. So I've got to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and as a just God, judge that. This is the reason... <laughs> When you go to the New Testament, Peter still says, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, that God is long-suffering, but is a God of justice. Now, the picture of this is the picture of what I'm doing on the earth. So when it looks like what is going on in Russia, let me tell you, if you're a child of God and something is going on in Russia, God has you in mind. Something is going on in Ukraine, God has you in mind. So what are you supposed to do? What Abraham was doing, but he stopped after a while. What was Abraham doing? God said, I'm going to go and provoke, I'm going to go and execute judgment. And Abraham was like, ah, God, 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 if you have, if you find 50 righteous in the city, would you still destroy the place and not, and not spare the 50? Uh, I said, far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay righteous with the wicked, so the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the other rights. I love that verse. The Lord said, no, if I find 50, I won't destroy. Is that about 45? Say, I won't destroy. Is that about 40? I will not destroy. Is that about 30? I won't destroy. Guess what? Guess what? Verse 32. Then it said, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found there. And it said, I will not destroy for the sake of 10. 
So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. Can I shock you with something? Can I shock you? If Abraham had pushed for one, if he had said, if you find one man, hey God, hey God, hey God. PLC, did you get the connection now? PLC, did you get it now? If Abraham had said, God, how about if you find one? Can I propose something to you? Do you know with all the craziness of lots, all that craziness, the Bible says that righteous man lost, had his soul vexed every day through the hearing and the seeing of the people of Sodom. With all the craziness that he slept with his own daughters, he was willing to give up his daughters, you know, to be raped and all of that. Uh, you know, God still said righteous. So the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was not exclusively on God's predetermination. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah also laid in the scale of Abraham's intercession. So I've taught you before that there are certain things that are hanging in the balance of the realm of the spirit and it's prayer that will tilt the scales. How do I know? Because in Isaiah, God said, I sought for a man. He did not say I sought for 200 men. The principle is the principle of kinsman redeemer, not kinsman redeemer. Kinsman, if I can find one man, if I can find one human being, why? Because through one man, sin came into the world, and through the rights of one man, life is made available to all. Come on, somebody. Oh, The enemy knows that. So the enemy wants to weary you by saying, are you the only one? Then you should be saying, am I the only one that can, that can take nonsense in a marriage? Am I the only one uh, that, can, that can be uh, used at work? Am I the Yeah, sometimes you're the only one. Sometimes. Because somebody has to have sense in the middle of the madness. In fact, y'all, are y'all ready for me tonight? Are you ready? Do you know? Abraham said, Eskisa, don't be angry. Verse 32, he said, please don't be angry. In other words, I'm already bothering you. Bother him, bother him. Bother God, bother him, bother him, bother him, bother him. Ask until your joy is full. Pray until your joy is full. Keep on presenting it, but listen as you present it, because sometimes he has moved on from that prayer point. Don't get stuck there. Oh, can I talk right now? Can I turn right now? I feel like it's one lamb or one lamb that was slain. Not 200 sheep, one lamb that was slain from before the foundations of the earth. Come on, if you're, if you're getting this, let me know you're getting this. Somebody's that, that's a nice line. That's true. Somebody's got to have sense in the middle of the madness. Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> the believer is in the middle. The intercessor is in the middle. The intercessor, intercession, intercession must be at the intersection. So that's the power of prayer. Now let's look at the practical things and we'll look at the life of Jesus and then taper it down. So five things. When I come to pray, what should I look out for or how should I pray? Let me deal with how, how should I pray first. Uh, those five things, I mentioned them on Sunday. Let's look at 
what the word says in Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 from verse 15 to 21. It says, see then, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, watch that now, redeeming the time. Hmm. Abraham had a chance to redeem the time. And this, it is a redeeming times or redeeming time. Redeeming the time. There is a the time. That's the Kairos moment. And that, the reason is saying redeem. To redeem means to buy back. Some of us, distraction, overwhelm, discouragement, anger, envy, jealousy, works of the flesh, they've tilted us off the time. But he said you can buy it back. If you feel like you missed a moment in your life, you can buy it back. Come on now. You can go to the one who oversees the trade affairs of the spirit realm. That whatever fell into the wrong hands, Ayaku Beliteni Sakuba. So the way you do it is that you redeem the time. Why? Because the days are crooked. They are evil. They are twisted. They are perverse. Notice, he didn't say people. He said the days. The systems of operation. That's why it is there. The, the, the days when people work. He said the systems of operation are so perverse. You know, I was speaking to somebody recently, and the person said something. He said, so Christians cannot even get a break any longer because you're constantly under attack by different things. Now it says, because of that, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Effective prayer is not praying my will, it's praying his will. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, because thine king don't come. Thy king don't come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God has had eternity to prepare for my life. My one-year plan cannot be better than his. He says, don't be unwise. You can be passionate, but unwise. You can be zealous, but unwise. So don't be unwise. Wisdom is what happens when my mind aligns with God's intelligence. Come on now. Wisdom is what happens when my mind aligns with God's intelligence. Okay? And then, therefore, do not be unwise. Understand what the will of God is. So don't just know it. Understand it. That comes through interaction, meditation, exposure to the word. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, be filled with the spirit, then speaking to one another in what? In psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs. What should you do? Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks when? Always. Before you ask, as you're asking, after you ask, always. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are good. You're an amazing God. I exalt you. God, I love the way you helped me last year. Thank you for that deal that came through. I'm grateful for the 50,000 naira that somebody sold into my life. Thank you, God, for the accommodation. Wow. I didn't have enough money, but they held it. Thanking him always. Thank you for the bonus. Thank you for the friends I have that comfort me, that check up on me from time to time. Thank you. 
said, do that. And then giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another in the fear of God. When you pray, expect three things. Write this down. I'm not going to teach them. I could teach them, but let me give you. Whenever you pray, expect three things. Right? I can write Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call unto me, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Three things you should expect every time you pray. Number one, expect. In fact, let me give you four, really. But three things you can expect. Effective prayer must release at least one of these four. Must. Number one, instruction. You have not prayed through if you don't have at least one of these four. Instruction. What's God saying? Give this, say that, fast now, hang there, sleep now, uh, don't go there, stay back. Instruction, that's number one. Number two, inspiration. So you might not get any instruction, but something wells up in your spirit, right? Um, something wells up in your that's, that's one of my own most uh, frequent results of prayer or meditation. I just, inspiration, inspiro, that's uh, the spirit's inside. Right, but it's from it's inspire. You know what a spire is? A spire is that thing, that tall design at the head of a building, at the top of a building. Right, it goes up like this. It's usually at the top. So inspiration is the spirit within taking you to the top. Come on, y'all, talk to me now. So number two is inspiration. Number three is. Guess what? What it is? Impartation. Your spirits can baptize your soul. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you understand this thing, you will save money from therapy. You will not need many therapy sessions. Right? I'm not saying they're bad. They're not bad. There are times in your life where you actually need them. In fact, one of the things we're doing in May, the series in May is called Dr. Jesus. And we're going to deal with a lot of stuff. Therapy, counseling, healing from childhood trauma, um, unhealed wounds, and all of that. So it's not just going to be physical, the physical body. Because in the life and times of Jesus, people were more conversant with physical medicine. Now medicine has gone deeper into the mind, mental health, emotional health, uh, and all of that. So we're going to go as deep as that. Are we here? I'm no longer seeing participation in the comments. So you guys, are you saturated? Number three is impartation. You can be baptized into a new level of insight, a new level of revelation. You can, you can pray into a spirit's realm. Into a, you live in the spirit, right? You live in the spirit. But then the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, wherein it's accessible, but filled, be filled. That's impartation. The filled, be filled. So your, your soul is weary. Your soul is tired. Your soul is anxious. Your soul is nervous. It's, it's jumping because your soul responds to sensory uh, perception until it's trained. Your spirit has to school your soul. That same school that you're in by the Holy Ghost, you take your soul to school. Come on now, I love that phrase. Somebody said, take your soul to school. David did that, Psalm 42, Psalm 43, Psalm 63, you see. Take your soul to school, y'all. Tell your soul, calm down, sit, sit. I don't remember the last time I was afraid. I don't remember. You know why? I've schooled my soul in faith. I've schooled, it's, a, it's training. See, if you, know, if you know what the fall of Adam did to man, hey God. Man, go walk on water. 
who name all the animals in the world, who converse with animals, right? Take your school, school. This is the reason why you're praying. It's okay to pray on the go. It's okay. But you also need your soul. That's why old school, they say close your eyes. Why? They're trying to reduce the chances of your soul being distracted by sensory perception. Jesus said, go into uh, the inner chamber. Go into your closets, right? Don't close yet, but go into your closets so that when you close your eyes physically or you shut your eyes, something happens in the realm of the spirit. You increase your chances. And number four is intervention. Intervention. Whenever you pray, expect intervention. How do you pray? I've already shared on Sunday. I was hoping I was going to have more time to share this, but I want to try to round off in about 10 minutes. The first thing you want to do is surrender and submission. How do you apply that in prayer? When it's time to pray, when you set your time to pray, and yes, pray on the go. I have several moments of meditation in the course of the day. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let me think very well. I'm not sure that two hours of my waking moments go without some kind of meditation or contemplation or conversation with the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure. And I'm trying to be conservative. Yeah, so PLTO, that's why I didn't say counseling. I said therapy. <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you, there are also some aspects See, premarital counseling is highly underrated, highly. In fact, if you do three weeks or, or six weeks, that's even small, actually. Because imagine, you want to you want to study medicine, they go practice for 30 years, and then retire as chief medical officer. You go to school for eight years. Then you want to get married. You want to get married for life and then have implications on eternity. And you are going for six weeks counseling. You see? The... How do you say they say how do you say that thing? <laughs> so that's why we can't even prank you from here to door. So that, you know we prank each other sometimes. No, we're not really prank stars in my house, but every, once in a while we'll do interesting things. So PLC go behind the door and did the other day. And I was not afraid. I was just really wondering what's going on here. Right. So I'm not saying I can never be afraid in my flesh. I'm not saying that, but I don't What's the reason for fear? Gong, gong, gong. What's the reason? Gong, 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 gong. Right. But we can train our souls in different things, you know. All right. So, uh, where are we? Yeah. So, we start from surrender and submission. Lord, I thank you. That's why we lift our hands. Lifting our hands, universal sign of adoration and submission and surrender. Right? God, I thank you. You're an amazing God. Such a good God. You can do it with your eyes closed or your eyes open. You can do it on the bus. But I advise that at least once a day, you have exclusive, uninterrupted time. Right? Exclusive. Once a day. It helps to have a time and a place. It also helps to connect it to something. So typically in our house, the first thing we do in the morning, we do our devotion and we do it in bed, right? That's the typical thing. There's some days it doesn't pan out, but most days it does pan out, more often than not, right? Because again, your life is dynamic and responsibilities and this and the other. But you're waking up, take your drink your water, for those of you who are like feet firm and all of that, or you're skipping rope. As you're skipping on the rope, be praying in the Holy Ghost, amen? 
Because you might want to wake yourself up. Because for some of you, you wake up and you stay in bed, you know you are deceiving yourself. You are going to sleep off. So if you're one of those people and you're taking your jog or run the treadmill or jogging or just be praying under your breath, then when you're fully awake, right? When you're fully awake, then you can do your devotion. Morning, get out of the way. So I do morning, nights, as in out, winding down, and then pockets in the course of the day. Right? The other thing that can help you is to have goals. So have a time and a place to build your system. Have goals. I want to finish the Gospels this month of January. That's why SGQ is very important because if you followed SGQ, I led you to finish about 14 books of the Bible in 30 days. Some of you didn't do 14, some of you did 12, some of you did 10. But some of you, you literally cover more of the Bible in one month than the remaining, than you do in the remaining months. Thank God for SGQ. <laughs> but it's a training. And you need the training to get your training. Come on now. Come on now, y'all. Uh, so you start with that. Surrender and submission. Start from the heart. Who are you talking to? Take a two-second pause, a five-second pause. And remember who you are talking to. King of the universe. The one who counts the stars and who names them. Arubo jaw. Past finding out. Eternal. Undying. Boundless. Immaculate. The one who chooses. Whom he chooses. The one who's the... You, you get into that right and you begin to flow. Are we here? Come on, talk to me, people. Then number two, speakings. And we see all those things are from what I said, what we read, Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. It said, do not be unwise, understand what the will of God is. Do not be drunk with wine, filled with the Spirit. What should you do? Speaking. Speaking. What many of us do is that we are picking on things. You're picking on this person, picking on that person, picking on even people that, that don't even know that you exist. Right? Don't forget, how can you be picking when you will be God picking? Eh? Since that one, since when that one begin? See what it says in Colossians 3 verse, verse 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God. Somebody say, let the peace of God. And that's what you do. That place of submission. That submission is not just calling his name. You are submitting to his presence. You are submitting to his atmosphere. What's his atmosphere? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. This is not the time where you begin to bring up uh, all the things that God has not done for you and how incompetent God is becoming these days. God, hey, I, I hear that in the Old Testament, you are, you are a sharp, sharp God. You are the God answering by fire back in the day. Not only you be, be God, but this day, it's been like they they done they drag this God in with you. Hmm. 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 All right. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to find my... Uh, my... Okay, I found it. Power pack. It's only one You go saying, people. I got back in the day. You're Jiva Sharp Sharp. Now, I don't even know whether you're Jia Tol. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. 
Tala Nimoto Eli five five seven seven six. Koa Koa Pakeo. Hold on, folks, one moment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So part of how we do first things first is that we, we start the day with prayer and with speaking. So see what it says. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body. This is Colossians 3 verse 15. And be thankful. So that submission is thankfulness, appreciation, glorifying God. That's what that is. Oh, come on now. Come on. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, guys. This thing is, uh, this arching, nah. Let God use you. Let's God use you. Let's God use you. Let's God use you. All right. That is said, and I don't want this thing to die because that would just be very bad. Just give me my let me let me say it all this. All right. Yes, yeah, so say, ah, God, you tried to do. Ah, God, you even tried for me to do. <laughs> Listen, even when God is walking past your house and going to Sodom and Gomorrah, he has you in mind. Do you understand? Rejoice with them that rejoice. Then mourn with those who mourn. Because whilst God is blessing you, you cannot booga people with your blessing. You know why? Right? Why is it bugas and oppress people? Because when God blesses you, he has other people in mind. When you're in your harvest season, remember somebody in their waiting season. When you're in your waiting season, rejoice with somebody in their harvest season. Said he has redeemed us with one blood. One blood. All right? Now, it said, but above all, further, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. I'm thankful. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God for us. So number three is that you sing. So you speak. Now, somebody says, I don't know how to pray. No problem. It's okay. All of us started not knowing how to pray. But if you know how to talk, you know how to pray. If you know how to talk, you know how to pray. If you think, you know how to pray. So it's simple. What do you want to say? It's that when you pray, say. We'll speak about it on Sunday. When you pray, say. Because speaking is a protocol in the place of prayer. And so what you say is, God, how do you pray? You don't know what to say. God, I don't know what to say. You've started praying. God, I don't even know what to say right now. But I know you, you understand. I can't express myself, but you get me. So you speak. On Sunday, I'll teach you about speaking to things. Number three, sing. So the speaking part of speaking is also get the word of God. Get a psalm. Get the Pauline epistles. He said, excuse me, please. Y'all are so dusty right now. Dust mode activated. You're getting me to sneeze. 
I spread like dust. So see, get a scripture, get a text, get the affirmations, get the declarations, use lines from it and speak. Then sing. Play I'm not alone. Play responsible father. Play a good, good God. Jason's song is called Good God, right? Or Greater God. God is greater. Help me. Play that. Play some other anointed music the Lord has blessed the body of Christ with. Saturate the atmosphere and sing along. If the lyrics are, are, are centered on doctrine, the right doctrine, you are praying. Praying. Number six, when you also pray, there's a place for it's costing you something. God, I'm supposed to, no, I'm not supposed to. I wanted to watch Netflix two episodes, I'll watch just one so that I can pray through the next, the other one. Oh God, today I, I was supposed to go and watch the match or oh, the Korean boy was entering my eye, but Jesus is hotter than Korean boys. They are Korean boys, but Jesus is my Korean man. Korea mama, Korea. You understand? Sacrifice something. Don't let it always be when it's convenient. Take a walk and just pray in tongues. Stay, you know, all of that. And finally, sacrificial giving. And I want you to practice these five things, please. Let's practice them starting tonight. Okay, starting tonight. I have a lot to teach, but I'm done. I'm, I'm going around off now. <laughs> is the calling out of gifts for me. Yeah, as we call. By the way, thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody who was a part of the premiere. The videos premiered on Sunday. Beautiful. Thank you to Mo. Thank you to Defire. You guys did amazing. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing it. Um, it's really, really beautiful. Right? I want us to practice this, and I want us to just pray in one minute or two minutes right now. This is what I want to ask God for. Lord, let the spirit of the revelations from tonight's teaching, let them rest upon me, clothe me like a garment, and shape my prayer experience. Let the spirit of this word rest upon me. He said, the words I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. Clothe me like a garment and shape my intimacy. Shape me. Simple prayer. Let there be a release of grace. Lord, I pray this right now for everyone who's praying this. I, I pray a release of grace. A release of grace. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. The one who has not been able to open their mouth for days now, words are flowing like water. Tongues are pouring like cloven tongues of fire. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for the activation of gifts that were congealed under the weight of pressure and pain and disappointment and stress or even resting too much. Thank you, Lord. You're stirring the waters. The brook is bubbling. The river is flowing. The oceans are pouring forth. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. 
There is great grace upon the house. There's a release of glory upon the house. There's an anointing of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Raise your hands. Father, we surrender to you. We submit to your influence. Submit to your leadership and your glory. This will not just be a teaching. This becomes the templates for our prayer experiences and prayer seasons. Thank you, Lord. I say the Lord is like big. You know all those swelling clothes people use in, uh, in photo shoots? Like the long, like this white uh, blanket. You know, you get what I'm saying? This white cloth, big one, drapes. The Lord is, is wrapping people with that. Silky, wrapping people with that. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. I want to challenge you as many as able to give the Lord a sacrificial offering tonight. I know that for many of us, we give very generously on Sundays and other days of the week. But many of us don't give on Wednesdays. I think that this is a good year to begin to... Uh, make adjustments in that direction. Make adjustments in that direction. And please, you can share your learning points on the general group. If you took copious notes, share your notes on the group. Don't don't hard it. Share your notes in the group. If you have just a couple of quotes, share them on the group. I also want to go through those notes and look through them because I have my outline, but there are many things I say spontaneously under the influence of the Spirit of God. The Lord is with you. You are blessed. Your year is blessed. Please don't miss Sunday. Sunday, I'm going to be talking about the technology of transforming things with words. Today was about engaging God's power and possibilities through prayer. On Sunday, <laughs> y'all get ready for that because I'll deal with the speaking. First things first, say first. Pray first, say first, right? We're going to be saying, we're going to be speaking and shaping our lives. Love you all. Thank you for an amazing uh, night. Blessings to everybody who joined in and everybody who invited others to join in. ...is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.